Hello and welcome to The Yarn. I'm Marius Cumming. Soon we'll head to China and we also hear what wool growers think of AWI. But today I'm speaking to you from the Royal Melbourne Showgrounds. You may have heard of the National Merino Challenge or the NMC. It's a two-day national competition that last year engaged 140 young people with the merino industry, developing their knowledge, skills and networks. It's going to be conducted here in Melbourne in May 2017. NMC project manager is Ben Watts and he explains what's actually taught. So there's three parts in the, in the training materials that prepare students and the topics, uh, the broad topics they cover is wool production and breeding. And it's a two or three day event, I understand. So there's plenty of time there and you must go through things in quite a bit of detail. Yeah, so it's a two-day competition and the students are, are presented with an overview of the industry and our market and some of the opportunities and then they spend eight different uh, sessions learning and then competing in areas such as wool typing, wool valuing, uh, selecting animals for specific breeding objectives, uh, visual assessment, a whole range of things and also a careers panel where they learn about a whole range of career opportunities that they could consider. Now you're involved in, in education and there seems to be uh, almost a tidal wave of kids now wanting to join agriculture. It's sexy again. Is wool growing attractive to this new wave of uh, children interested in agriculture? Well, feedback from certainly the four years that we've run so far is that it really is a draw card to students who maybe were potentially going to go to the mining boom, but now they've been drawn back across to the, what we're calling the dining boom into agriculture. And it's great to see that once students are exposed to it, how many of them report that they hadn't considered the career in the wool industry until participating in this event. And then after the networking and the experience who then report that they're really keen to follow up options and consider a, a career path into the wool industry. Now we're here in Melbourne, that obviously means that it's at the Melbourne Showgrounds next year in 2017 because you're planning for it. How do people get involved? So if people want to just go online to the website awinmc.com, it's got all of the information there. Uh, it's got some video introductions from previous participants and what's involved. Uh, there's a full set of training resources that are available to anyone who would like to learn more about the materials that are provided or thinking about participating and all of our contacts are there. So we'd love to hear from any individuals or schools or colleges who'd like to participate. So that's secondary school and tertiary. Yeah, so year 11 and 12 students or people who are studying at the tertiary level. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for speaking with the yarn. Yeah, look forward to seeing all of the young guns here in Melbourne in uh, 2017, Marius. As you may know, Australian Wool Innovation works for wool growers and we report back in various ways. But the Industry Consultative Committee, or ICC, is a regular one-day face-to-face meeting where wool grower bodies put AWI under the microscope. Peter Slack-Smith spoke with Wool Producers President Richard Halliday, who said the ICC is an important forum. The purpose of today was for the industry groups to get together and discuss issues that are there, put forward our priorities to AWI, and also you know, get answers some questions that we may be asked by industry at home. And you know, today was on the mark for that. It's given answers to questions and also presentations that explain what's happening so that we can actually feed that back to the growers 
on farm to say, right, yeah, this is what AWI are doing in your interest and we're keeping an eye on them. And so do you get a bit of an understand, better understanding from days like today in terms of what your levies are actually doing and what benefits are being delivered from that levy that growers invest through AWI? Uh, yeah, you do. You do get that understanding and also that clarity of why and also part of that would be the, the financial management that's put in place by the organisation to make sure that it's a success going into the future. Just quickly before you run off and get the plane home, get back to your sheep, what were the key issues or the key priorities that, that grower groups such as wool producers were telling AWI we need to be investing in? Oh, well, today we were talking about, you know, we've been hit the hurdle of drugs in, in shearing. There, there is an issue there we need to look at. Continual welfare, which is a challenge, and some of that may be, you know, we did comment about social licence today. And the other one was, you know, just responsibility in the levies that are collected and the way they're spent. Peter Slacksmith from AWI with Simon Cameron, who's the president of Australia's Superfine Wool Growers Association. Simon, we've just been in Melbourne for the day with a meeting with AWI for the Industry Consultative Committee. What were the main benefits of coming in and having a chat? There were several uh, levels of benefit for somebody like myself, um, and that is, uh, in the first instance, to, to have a, an update from AWI about what's going on with their particular programs and how they're going financially as well. We had a particularly useful session from Paul Swan who went through a lot of the research and development. As growers, we are interested, yes, we're interested in the marketing side, but the, the things that help make our business better, uh, a lot of what comes under Paul's portfolio. Uh, so it was great to get an update from him. In particular, in the Superfine area, we got an update on, on what's going along with um, the, the, the properties of Superfine wool in relation to uh, dermatological relief or however one expresses that. That could provide a great opportunity for growers of Superfine wool. But in terms of the meeting as a whole, uh, it's great to catch up with uh, members of other associations, other parts of the industry. Uh, we don't often get the opportunity to come together and so the, the ICC presents a forum for that. The key issues or the key priorities that growers were talking to AWI about today, can you just sort of summarise those in, a, in um, a, couple of, a couple of what the top two or three issues were that growers were talking about? It seemed to me that the general consensus about priorities was animal welfare, although we did look at that in a slightly broader context of social licence and I thought that that was really interesting because perhaps we don't think about our industry enough in that context. One of the other aspects that, that came out that is um, getting more airplay and that's how we attract younger people to our industry, how we increase the longevity of the wool industry in Australia and I think both of those two uh, were, were pretty important matters that we discussed today. everyone. My name is Holly and I'm based in Shanghai as the PR and Communications Manager for Greater China. We've just had a very exciting week here as it was Shanghai Fashion Week and this year saw a host of designers showing not just at the official Xintiani location but also in offshoot locations such as the Bund and Jing'an. Showrooms and fashion presentations are now also key highlights of Shanghai Fashion Week and the Walmart company were proud to present its spring-summer 2017 Cool Wool Designer Collection in partnership with Dongliang at Labelhood 
a fashion presentation festival that acts as a launchpad for young Asian designers, as well as new and emerging design labels. Now to give you a quick bit of background information, Cool Wool is a collection of fine, lightweight wool fabrics developed by the Woolmart Company that highlights the transseasonal properties of wool. Its tagline, when it's hot, it's not, aims to change people's perceptions of wool. That not only does it keep you warm in the winter, but cool in the summer as well, making it the perfect travel companion even when you're in warmer climates. Our partner for this collection, Dongliang, is a multi-brand concept store known for supporting local fashion labels, and together we presented six talented independent designers' work for the Cool Wool collaboration. These included Baby Ghost, Ban Xiaoxue, Boundless, Xu Xu Tong, Xu Zhi, and Yiran Tian. Each designer created three exclusive looks based on his or her interpretation of our theme, globetrotting with cool wool. The aim was to showcase wool's natural qualities, modern functionality, and suitability for international travel, from its breathability, temperature regulation, softness, odor resistance, elasticity, UV protection, and fire resistance, to its versatility and elegance. In addition to highlighting the transseasonal qualities of merino wool, the initiative also empowers designers with first-hand knowledge of wool provenance, fabric development, and technical innovation to imbue the creative process with greater inspiration. Last but not least, this cool designer collection will be available in stores from February 2017, so we're really looking forward to seeing these clothes go from catwalk to consumers. Thanks, Holly. Great to hear what's happening in China, where 80% of Australian raw wool is exported, but half of that is bought at retail there. It's a very, very important market for Australian wool. So that's it for this version of the yarn. Again, if you have something you wish me to follow up, drop me a line at marius.coming at wool.com. But for now, it's farewell from the yarn. Music